This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. show of three people in a podcast my name is patch and with me as always is matt matt how are you sir yeah very well thank you patch are you i'm not bad i'm not bad so we Good. are away to birmingham uh today and um i actually appeared on the blues focus podcast well of youtube uh, i noticed yesterday and uh yeah i had a message at half eight in the morning and he said are you free this morning i said yeah, let me just get out of bed and I'll be with you. So um, <laughs> pretty much rocked straight into that. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. It was a good 40-minute chat. They wanted to know about you know our season and um, how things were going, how we were obviously finding Nigel Pearson. Um, and obviously one question I asked them was, who were your danger man? Because they obviously asked me that. Um, and he said that if we play with wingers, then Bella and Sanchez are really great byline crossers get to the get to the byline cross it in and really accurate um it also picked out uh pedersen and hogan and looking at the team news matt because it's now 204 that all four of those are playing so um it's going to be an interesting game and we are looking like 4-3-3 matt yes yeah um hogan's one of those players he always seems to score against us um when he was at brentford it was a player i really really liked and he's, he's kind of gone off the boil when he went to, to villa um I don't know enough about the other two. I mean, you know, their, their form's dreadful, Birmingham, it? especially at home. I think um, the it podcast is. sort of YouTube you were on yesterday was sort of saying the same. I guess for us, um, no great surprises. The week's gone on. That Adam Nash and um, Zach Viner were out. Yeah, um, I'm quite surprised, actually, with the, the the sort of the way that Adam Nash got injured with the ball in the face, that he did end up spending the night in hospital. Yeah. You know? So it was obviously... It's a hell of a shot from, from Sassing on, wasn't it? But, yeah. um, and then I guess, you know, options in terms of fit players um, that you'd want to start. He's not really got a lot of options other than kind of Masengo, Lansbury and, and Backinson. And I, and I think Tyreek's is, is more of a statement of what went on last week. Mm. I think Nigel Pearson was really disappointed with that opening kind of 20 minutes from Tyreek and, you know, a sort of set of standard. This is what I expect. Lansbury for me, it's almost last chance saloon because I've I've seen nothing from him at all, nothing. So, yeah. be a tough game. It'd be a tough game, and it's a, and it's a shame because it's a ground I really love going to as a City fan because we do quite well there. Absolutely. Quite an intim, quite intimidating away end as well. You're quite close to the the home fans in that little corner, so there's always yeah. plenty of. Uh, Good friendly family banter. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So uh, that that mid that middle three, uh, Masengo, Lansbury, and Palmer. Obviously, mm. in in our heads, there's lots of creativity there, um, and they can they can all go forward. Um, and obviously, Lansbury and Masengo slightly more defensive than Palmer. Mm. But again, we've got looking potentially like three up top if it is with presumably Zizou in the middle and Wells and Semenyo either side, which you know I'm not a fan of. No, and, and I'm with you on that, but I think that is the, the likely formation. Um, I do I, I agree with you in terms of the, the midfield three. Um, I don't think Lansbury's got any legs at all. Um, so Masengo's probably going to be the one that sits, which is a bit of a shame because, again, I'd like to see him getting forward in 
So we don't, you know, we, at the end of the day, we don't know, do we? But that looks to be the, the most likely lineup. Then some positivity on the bench. Um, Return for Liam Walsh. Yep. Callum O'Dowder. Marley Watkins is on the bench as well. So uh, there's three players there we haven't seen uh, for, a, for a while. No, and I can't sit here and pretend that um, I feel any different about Marley Watkins. Um, maybe, maybe we might, a winner today. Maybe we might, we might, you know, see a player gaining someone I've just not taken to. Um, I kind of struggle to to understand how he's achieved at this sort of level. But he obviously has done really well when he was at Barnsley. I think Aberdeen he did really well. So you know, good luck to him. And, and it's a clean slate. I'm not going to. Well, I suppose I have slagged the bloke off to start with, but I don't mean to. I will give him a chance. Liam Walsh for me, massive. Um, I would yeah. love to see Liam Walsh. In fact, he's on the bench. He might get 20 minutes, depending on the game goes. Mm. But now he's on the bench. You'd be looking probably midweek, next weekend, that he, he comes into the equation for starting. Yeah. And great to see Callum. Callum gives us an option, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we we know we're, we we've got no idea what we're gonna what we're what to expect today. Uh, it really depends on uh, on if the players turn up. It does. Um, and yeah. I mean, fundamentally, Patrick, you couldn't put it any better. That That is really what we're about, isn't it? If we turn up, we're going to give any side a game. Mm. If we don't, and if the, the, the likes of Callas aren't bang on it, then, you know, it, it could be a another depressing day, really. But I take, as sad as it is, I take a point at the moment because we just need to... Just need to rack up some points, don't we? Exactly, yeah. There's yeah. another one ticked off, isn't it? Okay. A um, little bit of uh, a few messages from me before we uh, bring on our guests for today. So first of all, today would have been Buster Footman's birthday. Uh, absolute Bristol City legend. Rolling into that, we spoke um, to Robins on Robins Reunited. We had Gary Arras and Rob Edwards um, on midweek. So if you haven't had a listen to that, please do. Matt, have you had a chance to listen to that yet? Do you know what? You've, uh, you've kind of set me out there a little bit, haven't you? But um, I have, and... It was brilliant, Patch, and I'm not blowing smoke up your proverbial, but I thought it was a really, really good podcast. Um, you know, you you got I, no I didn't think Rob. No, not at all, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, maybe no. Um, but the the way that they the guys were really open, weren't they? And and I think this is what you wanted out of that podcast. It's it's talking about the you know their life as players and mm. some of their achievements, but it's it's the other bits and the stories about Ian Baird and Dave Martin. I absolutely love because I Dave Martin was a I can't say um he was a hero of mine or anything like that. Um and actually I I kind of I think Gary or Rob said that he could play a bit and I never really saw that, but it was brilliant. And and I'd love to have known a little bit more about that dressing room in, you know, maybe you want to get into down and dirty, don't you? Who were the players that really suffered it, the, the hands of it and couldn't quite take it. But I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant podcast, mate. Yeah, you did yeah. really well. Sean, Sean Taylor at a phone party. Phone party, yeah. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> legend. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they did. We did touch on Buster Footman uh, a fair bit, yeah. and they both said, you know, everyone knew where the line was with Buster. He used to have great banter with all the players. His the story, story about Junior Ben yeah, Patch Junior was ben just brilliant. Running around the track. <laughs> yeah. uh, absolutely fantastic. But as yeah. I said, um, I did a little montage of, of that, that clip with some pictures of Buster and uh, Buster's son actually uh, you know, got wind of those and told me it was it would have been his birthday today. So um, oh, yeah, this 
uh, heavenly this, birthday wishes. Yeah, this podcast dedicated to Buster, and hopefully we can get three points for him. Um, yeah, nice. So, as I said, we have got a guest with us today, um, and this this man is a br- big Bristol City fan, and is actually going to release a, a clothing line as well in the coming weeks. So, um, welcome to the podcast, Ollie Slim. Ollie, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Very and you, you're sat there in your in your um, your hoodie, and thank you very much for this one. Obviously, you just wanted someone to model it for you, so uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's you got the, the first official one as well. <laughs> it is. I can't believe you've given me the the, the first official one off the off the clothing line. Um, that's good, guys. That's yeah, very no, it's, good. It's fantastic. So. Let's talk a bit about City before we come on to the to the clothing. Um, yeah. Have you been City fan since the since the day you were born? No, no. I've got a little. It's secret is actually I was brought up a Birmingham City fan. Oh, oh I, I we, can li- it. we can have this much better. <laughs> it's a little bit controversial, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I was seeing to get older. Pardon. Especially today. Yeah, especially today. It's a bit weird, isn't it? So I grew up a Birmingham City fan, season ticket holder. And then I moved down here when I was 18 and um, I couldn't be bothered to travel up to Birmingham every weekend, which is a bad attitude, isn't it? So, you know, I thought, let's uh, let's go to uh, Bristol City. And I just walked in and that was it. And then... Uh, BCFC yeah. for BCFC. Get older, so... Pardon? BCFC for BCFC. I know. That's the weird bit, isn't it? They've got .com, we've got .co.uk. I always find that funny. Yeah. You search the club, it always comes up first, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so since the age of 18, um, obviously, yeah. what, I don't know your age now, but what year would that have been? So that was Gary John. That was the playoff final year. Oh, oh right. Okay. So obviously, it hooked me in quite well. Glory Hunter as well, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you could say that. But I was a season ticket holder since, really. Oh, magic. And yeah, yeah, I love it. You know, great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just I- weird. BCFC for BCFC. My tattoo works now. For both. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I there is the no tattoo. How did the atmospheres compare? Well, St. Andrews was always, a night game was buzzing, like yeah. absolutely buzzing. But um, on a Saturday, it was rubbish, I thought. Right. Um, but yeah, quite similar in, in in terms of you've got that pocket of very loud fans. Yeah. And, and Birmingham City are exactly the same, but Bristol City fans love it more. Like, mm. I, I, and I mean that, like they Bristol City fans love it way more than Birmingham fans. I hope there's none of them listening. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> my family, but they do. And Bristol City fans are enigma to me. They always have been. They always will be, including my, you know, myself. But um, so yeah, yeah excellent. Love it. Okay. Um, and and you've been you've been involved in with the club in a norm, number of sort of charity, uh, you know, f- fundraising uh, expeditions. Uh, do you want to talk yeah. us through some of those? Yes, yeah, so it all started, well, as my dogs go absolutely mental, <laughs> it all started when um, I was working for Children's Hospice Southwest at the time. So it's the, the charity that the club supported back in the day. Yeah. Can you hear them going absolutely mental? No, I'll just carry on, mate. <laughs> my missus is having another delivery, no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, so I worked with the, the football club then, and that was I was the like the ambas- the person that kind of got the ambassador program going for Bristol City and the Children's Office Southwest. And at the time, it was Frank Fielding, uh, Steve Allen, who was the physio at the time, and these guys took this um, ambas- you know, this partnership that they created and ran with it. They absolutely ran with it, and they ruffled a few feathers to make it happen as well. Let me tell you, yeah. um, they created so much money, they've raised so much money, they made so many memories, and that's how it started for me, really. 
um, and became really good friends with that group at, at the time, you know, the Aaron Wilbrahams, the Frank Fieldings, the Joe Bryans, the Bobby Reeds, you know, that group at that time. And I became good, close friends with them um, and still are to this day, really. Speak to them regularly, daily. Um, and well, that, I, know, I know who to come to for that section of Robin's reunited then. <laughs> yeah, I did, I, did, I, did, I did mention to Frank, can I call you during this podcast just so I look cool? <laughs> he's, he's playing, so we can't do that. Oh, but, no. um, but yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and that's how it really started in that term, you know, and I was loving it. Obviously, as a fan, this was cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. It was a lovely opportunity for me. And um, yeah, and just rolled with it. And it was, those were good years as well, wasn't it? Like, obviously... Yeah. Play out double. That was the double season. Um, that was that summer when it all started. So, yeah, it, it's been good and close and, club since, really. Yeah, and like people like Frank Fielding, even though they've moved away, and I think Mark Little was involved as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Litz. Um, yeah, yeah. So, good so friend. Yeah, they've both moved away, and I, I see on Twitter that they're still heavily involved. Yeah, they 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 do so much, and they still do. And what and Bobby as well is another one to to kind of an example for. He, whatever club he's been to, whether it was Cardiff or Fulham, he's um, approached their local children's hospice to try and do a similar thing. Oh, that's awesome. And do you know what? That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's amazing. And it's really weird. Like the guys at that that year, I, I remember sitting down at one point and, you know, the Flinties, the Marlon Packs were in the room. And I was like, you guys, I don't think you realise how like much of a difference you can make. Like even a message makes a difference. And they mm. did. I really don't think they got it at that time, whether it's because they were too young or anything. Mm. Soon clicked and they realised that, you know, them handing a pair of boots that they don't use could raise 100 quid. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, they just embraced it and still have and fair play to them. They've done really well. And obviously Litz moving to Rovers has... He's still, you know, this is his local children's hospice, so. Absolutely, yeah. And you mentioned football boots there. It reminds me there there is um, something going on at the moment with football boots and being recycled. Have you seen that? I think the police are getting involved with that as well. No, I haven't. Yeah, so I'll put, I'll put a little link on our Twitter page. So go to at 3PIAPC on Twitter and um, whilst you listen to this, if you want to get involved and you've got football boots to recycle, I'll put the details up there. So um, amazing. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on because, you know, football boots, especially kids, they they come out of that size so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we put my um, my daughter's school shoes on, obviously, this week. And <laughs> from buying them back in August, they don't fit either. So it's a duff she, year, isn't it? Yeah, she's only worn <laughs> them a couple of times. So I'm like, well, you know, where can we obviously we can give them to a charity shop, but they're must be someone who's sort of catched on to that but uh same with football boots so yeah check that out um so ollie tell us about this clothing line then uh the oh. brand first of all um or tell us about yeah where that O-R, came from. or as bristolians probably say or yeah. well i thought it was uh, i thought it was or or all that you know what it's multifunctional <laughs> it could be portis head it's crazy yeah. um do you know what i never thought i would ever do anything like this and um I started in lockdown and for those that don't know, I'm a very large male and uh, I just wanted to, I just got fed up of buying clobber and it never fit in and it like might go over my boobs, but then I was wearing a dress. Do you know what I mean? And it just didn't work. And I'm a three XL, I'm six, five, 22 stone, big fella. Do you know what I mean? So getting clothes was difficult and I was literally just spending money to wear it once and then, you know, recycling it to charity shops. And um I just said to a friend of mine, I said, look, this was lockdown one. I just said, look, I really want to do something here. I've got time on my hands. Let's do something. 
And then we worked together and we got made a few designs, obviously the OR logo, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, it's very nice. Listening, but I'm sure you'll, you've got a picture of you up on the on the yeah. Twitter. And then we've just got hoodies, T-shirts, and uh, yeah, it's all launching on April the 1st. And so it's myself um, and two other guys. And the other guy is Ryan, who's a designer. And then we've got a guy called Jamal Ford Robinson. So he is a Gloucester rugby player. So he used to play for Bristol Bears, actually. So he's one of our business partners as well. So there's three of us doing it. And uh, yeah, launching April the 1st. But it's not just for big men. It's just we're putting big men first. Is the, mm. it, You know, if you're normal size, do not panic. You can have a cool hoodie. But we're making sure that these fit the big men properly. And it's not that we've, we've you know, we haven't designed it for a, a medium. We've designed it for a 3XL guy. And they look cool, man. They look really cool. We've got zip hoodies, T-shirts, et cetera. So... Well, as a as a, a six foot five XXL man, I can I can vouch for it. They are very comfortable. I haven't man. actually taken this off since it came through the door yesterday. <laughs> um, they so, do look yeah. really good. I've got to say, guys. That, and oh, thanks. So again, I'm a I'm a big man, and uh, I get exactly what you're saying there, Ollie. Oh. Yeah, they they look great, mate. They really do. Yeah, and they fit. They're the right size. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I've it was probably more things getting delivered while the dog was barking because <laughs> people that have been sending me hoodies to try, do you know what I mean? To see if yeah. they, and eventually we found the right one. The t-shirt was a nightmare to get yeah. the t-shirt, but we're there and then really, really excited to launch it. And um, yeah, hopefully. So what's the plan? What's the plan for, for April the 1st then? Is it um, a website, Facebook, Twitter, all of the above? Are you going to basically say these are the, the list of things you can buy and you can buy it and order it from that day? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to absolutely go crazy on social media. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's it's all at OR Clothing. Give it a look. Um, and then, yeah, on April the 1st, it's going to be on a site called Etsy, which is like a selling page. Um, and yeah, just buy your stuff on there. It takes five days to make. So that's the, it's made as you order it. Got it. It's the stock clothes going to landfill. A bit of a pet, pet peeve of mine, obviously, mm. charity game. I don't want any clothes going to landfill. So it will take about five days to make. So once we've got your size we then and your, and your colour, we can then go get it made and it's sent. And obviously it can be, you know, embroidered with your name as well. We can offer that service if you wanted. Awesome. Um, so, Great yeah, it's all made five days. It's delivered to your door. And uh, as you know, it works out all right. It does. Absolutely spot on. Um, so the, the O is for Ollie, Ollie and the R is for Ryan. Yeah. Or Ford, obviously, because... Jamal is Ford, so oh, okay. Well, you're covering yeah, all works. angles. Yeah, we live in Portishead. Portishead. <laughs> <laughs> I've so got to say though, Ollie, to... that, that's a really um, admirable point you're saying there about the the landfilling stuff. Yeah, um, you know, and and five days. What's what's that to wait? You know, pe- people are quite happily wait for a, you know a couple of weeks or whatever. But I think that's a really really important point. Fair play, mate. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, I, I actually stole that idea. Like all good ideas are stolen. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, because there was a company that um, don't do big men's clothing, just to throw that out there. But they like you order it, and then they don't send it until a hundred people have ordered that item. Right. Okay. You know what I mean, so they yeah. wait till a hundred have been ordered, and then they send it. So it's kind of uh, that. That's their way of doing it. But um, yeah, we're a five day thing, and that's you know I think that's fine to wait that long. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you are actually offering up um, a retweet prize for us for this podcast, and it's quite exciting what you're offering. Do you want to tell tell the listeners that once and once they once you tell them, everyone get your phone out that you've listened to this on Twitter, you get this on Twitter, retweet this podcast episode, and you'll be entered into the prize draw. And we'll do that. I'll tell you what, we'll do it Wednesday. Joe Joyce is on Wednesday. He can he can do the draw. So um, love it. Yeah. Yes, Joycey. So what are we up for then? 
So what we're going to give away is an OR hoodie, a Bristol City like limited edition version. We're going to make one, one only. So it's going to be a red OR hoodie and we're going to whack the old school Bristol City logo somewhere um, and we'll send it out. And you, it will be the only one made, I promise. I'm not even going to have it. So that is uh, incredible. That'll be pretty cool. Bit of clobber and uh, yeah, something to give away, which will be nice. See, Patch, you've got to let me know these things so I can't, <laughs> I, I can't be available when you want the podcast so I can then retweet. <laughs> That's twice you've done me on that. <laughs> I can see I can see it now. Joe Joyce t- pulls it out of the hat and I go, oh, that is Patrick Warner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but oh, what, no, Ollie, what a that great, is, yeah, that is fantastic. Uh, that is unbelievable. And, you know, you can um, say there's only be one made, but I tell you what, the the demand will go through the roof so it's you can have one made and it'll only be you know, we won't do another one for six months <laughs> yeah. and then i'll then i'll sell sell roll it out. yeah <laughs> yeah but no yeah, seriously maybe. mate that is absolutely fantastic thank you so much um yeah, for you. a coming on b telling us your story and c for giving us a, an awesome retweet prize we really appreciate well, that uh, thanks for having me i really appreciate it yeah and the best of luck with uh the first of april but um let's get your thoughts on the on the football on the field this season it's been, been yep. a bit of a roller coaster season thus far hasn't it yeah, I'm for people that follow me on Twitter, I'm a massive advocate of Dean Alden. I was a big fan. So I was absolutely gutted to see it not work out. And it didn't work out for him. Um, but I think he was thrown under a massive bus, the biggest bus in the world you could find. You know, you've got all those injuries. You've got Mark Ashton. I'm just going to put that out there. And then, you know, it was just a shame it didn't work out. And they clearly weren't playing, were they? The football wasn't working. and we It was, no. it was dire at times. Uh, you know, he's a lovely human, but dire at times. And and I think getting Pearson in was the best appointment we could have ever made. And I truly believe it. The best appointment we could have ever made. And at last, we've got someone who will take charge of that football club. It's it's That's- funny, isn't it, Ollie? Because I, I, it was a name that we talked about, Patch, Nigel Pearson, wasn't he? But also Eddie Howe, a couple of others. But the more I've seen of Nigel Pearson the more I'm delighted and I can't think genuinely, and I'm not, not, you know, we're all City fans. I'm not just saying it, but I can't think of anyone better. And I just love his interviews. Mm. Gregor must go there with sort of thinking, crikey, what can I ask him? Cause if I mention anything, I've already asked him, he will turn around and go, I know. Well, I've already said this, you know, <laughs> and it's like, I, just think he's, I think he's brilliant. And the players seem to know as well. I think Antoine was saying yesterday, you know, we, we can have a bit of a laugh, but we know when it's yeah. down to work in, and that's what you want, isn't it? As, as a fan, you want to know that your yeah. club's being run like that. Yeah. But, brilliant. but for me, why does Bristol Bears work so well? Because mm. Pat Lamb's Pat in Lamb. Yep. Pat Lamb is in charge and he makes sure every part of that club, he's in charge. Now yeah. he's not a CEO or a Mark Ashton in Mark Tainton, but you never hear him. You no. never see his name. You never see him in the press. He just goes about doing what his job is. Pat Lamb's in charge. Yeah. And fortunately for the last five, six years the manager of the football club hasn't been in charge. It's been Mark Ashton. Mm. They're absolutely thrilled because I can't see anyone telling Nigel Pearson what to do, how to do it and when to do it. And he yeah. will tell them, no, this is how we're doing it my way. And yeah. that's why Pat Lamb's done so well. And that's what we need at that football club. And it's interesting that we haven't heard from Mark Ashton since Nigel Pearson came in as well. Um, so who knows if there's, uh, you know, sort of some job description change or something, who knows? But with with uh, Nigel Pearson being manager instead of coach, that might that might take some of the role away from Mark Ashton, really, Matt? You'd think so. And I, and I think, yes, yeah, a, a, 
a, a good point. We've not seen Mark. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a man, um, he, he polarises fans, doesn't he? And probably much more in the majority of, of in a, a negative format. But whenever I've sort of spoken with him and seen him, I do like a lot of what he says, but it should be purely from a business point of view. It should be from the stadium. It should be from, you know, the 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 club being built. It shouldn't be what happens on the football pitch. And, and I agree with Ollie. I think he's, from the outside looking in, he seems to have had far more influence on that aspect than he should have been having. Um, yeah, agreed. And, and agreed, you know, Nigel Pearson, he, he just isn't going to take that. He, he, he is his own man and he, and he will make that very, very clear. And Steve Lansdowne knows that. Um, so yeah, it's everything I'm I'm hearing as well. I can't believe that Nigel Pearson won't be here next season, season after. He he talks about us as his team, his club. You don't say that if you're not looking longer term, do you? So yeah, I'm, um, it could be exciting times, couldn't it? Can you can you imagine? Right? Can you imagine someone telling Nigel Pearson to buy Lansbury? No, or any player. He'd be no. like. That's not my decision. Yeah. I want who I want to bring. Yes, all you can see. And that's why we need someone like that. We don't need someone being dictated to, for me. And it'd be exciting come the summer when he can actually get some players in. And, um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to get a, a bottomless bottomless money money pit to, to use because obviously we are in financial, you know, the, the yeah. world is in a financial crisis. Um, so it's going to be run sustainably. You won't see Steve Lansdowne, you know, going absolutely mental and getting his, getting his wallet out too much, but there's good, there's, there's bargains to be had and, and Nigel Pearson must have his eye on people already, Matt. Yeah, he must do. And, and the, the interesting bit for me will be, and I know that I think it's a guy called Steve Walsh that was at Leicester with him who right, yeah. went to Everton. I don't know if he's still at Everton, um, but went went to Everton, I believe. Um, I don't know how much Nigel Pearson had in ter- you know influence in terms of identifying players um, or whether that was a kind of a you know a recruitment team or whatever. But this is a guy whose team signed Jamie Vardy from Fleetwood, signed mm. Riyad, Riyad Mahrez. So... He, he knows about the recruitment and even if he wasn't directly involved, he will know what we should be looking at. Because let's be fair about it, other than the youngsters and probably Adam Webster, Josh Brownhill, other than what we've developed ourselves, we haven't done brilliantly in the transfer market. For me, I think we've we've probably made more ineffective signings than we've made sort of top, top draw. And, and, and that excites me as well that he, he knows about, and he's a name in me. Players will want to come. And that's where Dean was always going to struggle, unfortunately. And I agree with Ollie, you know, Patch, we, we've, we've met Dean and he is a really, really top bloke. He was never going to turn it down. Um, why would he, you know, it was an opportunity, but players wouldn't necessarily know who he was. Now speaking to him, they might've, you know, got a, an idea, but with Nigel Pearson, if he says the sky's black, the sky's black, you know, it is that. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it, it's a, a fantastic move. And, and really everybody you, you listen to Wade Elliott was talking this week about it, you know, football players of, of um, standing are saying what a great appointment it is, and it could be the difference. So, you know, we've, we've got hope and there are no guarantees. Of course there aren't, but you get, you know what? Well, I think one, one thing you will get from him is a hundred percent. And as I say, we know we've got talent. He will make sure that these players work for it as well. And I bet you Mark Ashton had no bit of that appointment. You, Mark Ashton did not want Nigel Pearson in charge. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a reason Mark Appleton's odds went crazy. 
Yeah. Mark Ashton's, he's Mark Ashton's mate. He employed him before, and I reckon he was in for it. And then no way would he want someone like that. Mm-hmm. And the fact manager, it's quite a big change, isn't it? I think so, yeah. To the yeah. job description that we've had for previously. Yeah. Who was the last manager? It was probably... Was Cottrell manager? I think maybe it was title. Uh, possibly, but yeah, I'm, I thought I, about this the other day. I can't, I can't yeah. remember. No, can't it could have been Cots, but a, yeah, until 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 sort of things come into question, you don't really care whether they're a coach or manager. But obviously now we we, no, we sort yeah. of decided we need a manager, having had a couple of coaches. But one one uh, sort of outsider sh- uh, sh- uh, shout is um, Mike Stowell because he worked with him at Leicester, yep. um, and he actually still lives in Bristol. So. Oh, wow. Um, that would be uh, one that, and he's obviously, you know, assistant manager at Leicester now. So whether he would want to come from Leicester, who are sort of, you know, third or fourth in the league, to to Bristol City, who knows? But um, one 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 that I'll just stake a claim at now, just in case it does happen. I just wanted to get that on the record. <laughs> well, no, it's a good, good point. I mean, I do wonder: would would you leave Leicester? Um, with where they are in the league, well, I know, but, but if he's traveling, yeah, exactly that. And and I mean, what is what's Leicester? It's got to be two hours, isn't it? More often than not, yeah, you know. And, and uh, yeah, fam. I don't know what how old his family are. If he's got a young family or not, but yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. good shape. Yeah, yeah. Good give shape. Pearson the keys and let him do whatever the yeah. f- wants. Drive even that if, bus, <laughs> even if it involves getting rid of Trago off our Robin. Because <laughs> I tell you what. I'll tell you what, yeah. Get him off it. Let's, let's not start on that, yeah. Oh, my god. He's just God's. come up on my TV and it's my oh, one already. Wooden, yeah. Well, no. as you pointed out, um, we are at the time when uh, Robin's TV has started, so we need to go and get get settled. Get set up, yeah. Ready for the game. So a massive thank you, Ollie, for everything you've done for us. And hopefully, you. you know, it will um, raise a bit more awareness around the launch date and we'll be retweeting and getting involved as much as we can on that. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Top Love man, Ollie. Thank you. Don't forget, care, everyone, pal. get your phones out, retweet this podcast on Twitter to enter into that prize draw that will be drawn by Joe Joyce on Wednesday evening. Unless we'll be you're back. a co-host and not allowed to. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back after the break um, with a post-match reaction. So all Come the best. Me. We'll speak soon. Take care. Take care, guys. Okay, welcome back, everybody, and a big thanks again to Ollie Slim for coming on. Um, three points, three goals, and a clean sheet. We've had to call a doctor to check our pulse. <laughs> Dr. Dean Allen, come in, sir. How are you? Good evening, chaps. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. That's This is the third time I've appeared on the show, and it's the third win, which this season it takes some doing. So I, I must be a lucky omen, mustn't I? Yeah, Absolutely. not Hat- Hat-trick ball. <laughs> Hat-trick ball and three goals and a big... Um, Happy birthday again to, to Buster Footman, 83. He would have been today and he would have enjoyed that performance. Um, Matt, that was probably one of our most complete performances so far this season, I think. I think it, prob- I think it was. Um, I think that's a, from a you know, complete performance. Second half, I don't think Birmingham had a chance. And yes, I know, I know they hit the post twice in the first half, um, but I didn't feel they were carving us open. Um, I, I genuinely thought it was a really composed display all over the pitch. We controlled the game um, and scored goals at the, at the right time, didn't we? So, yeah, be- best performance for me 
probably take the Swansea one because of who it was we were playing. But the first half we got battered, so probably the best performance of the season for me, that one. Yeah, and a whole new midfield, Dean. Uh, three three different players to the, to the last couple of games. Um, with uh, obviously with Palmer, um, Semenyo and Masengo. Um, Lansbury. Sorry, Lansbury. Um, that was really, really, you know, ripping the heart out of the team, putting a new in, and they all they all performed really well today for me. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought coming in as they did, I thought they did well, as you said. I mean, it was unfortunate, obviously, to change it with the head injuries, but uh, no, I I, um, I thought I thought. You know, all of them, certainly the guys in the centre, they, they started with a decent tempo. Uh, we'll come on to Semenya and his pace. I mean, he, he was he was a difference. I mean, that guy was getting roasted by him at, at some stage. But uh, no, I thought uh, it'd be interesting to, to see the, you know, the much maligned Lansbury. It's nice for him to get a, get a win or get some points sure. on the board yeah. as well. And I, th- I thought I thought he did. I thought he put in a shift. I thought he did the he did the simple stuff well. Um, and Masengo, great. I mean, he was he was just he was up for that today. And then Casey Palmer, well, well, obviously having a baby does that guy good because he um, <laughs> he not only not only uh, you know we know what he's like going forward, but he was he was defending well today as well. And I just thought across across the midfield, and then Naki Wells, obviously in his, uh, his much maligned wide role. I mean, he did he did he, you know he put in a shift as well. I mean, it's not his preferred position so I thought yeah we looked we looked good in midfield okay let's go through the minutes uh okay second minute there was a chance for Fami, um but he opted to shoot from distance Matt and <laughs> sort of uh yeah probably wishes he hasn't have tried that one that's what separates Famara from being a, an absolute top quality premiership clubs looking at him um because yeah I mean it's it's decision making and, and I've said it so many times this season that the, the best players make the best decisions. And that was never, ever a shooting opportunity for him there. Um, and he had space and time in front of him. Um, mm. And it was such a bright start that you kind of thought, oh, you know, you are we going to get these kind of chances? Yeah, it's one of those um, ones, isn't it, where I can remember, obviously, being there in Ashton Gate in the years gone by. And uh, that first five minutes, we get a chance. Yeah. And sometimes you won't see another chance again for the whole half. Well, what was the game recently where first first 10 minutes, we looked really, really good. The Barnsley game, was it? Yeah. We looked really good. Wasted a couple of opportunities and um, then obviously fell behind. But yeah, it's one of those, almost the, if the whistle had gone and he slashes at it like that, you can kind of think, yeah, fair enough. But <laughs> it just lacked any kind of composure, didn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, much, I suppose. Into the fourth minute, a chance for Semenyo this time. He got into the box and squares it. But it's cleared. But it was good link up with Fami, so starting to see some uh, green shoots of that of that that relationship. And uh, yeah, great to see Semenyo bursting into the box, Dean. Yeah, I mean he, that's where he, he got his joy all afternoon. I mean, he, like I said, his pace today, and it's not only that, his strength, isn't it? Um, I did I did wonder whether he could have cut across the defender and maybe gone a bit more direct and maybe had a shot himself. I mean, as it happened, probably that was the best thing for him to do, but. Uh, maybe it looked uh, looked a bit easier chance as it always does on the TV, but um, no, he was he was he was on fire today, Semenya, and uh, you know he got his reward obviously later on. But I just thought uh, you know again he put in a shift. But it's just it just shows you at all at any level of football if you combine pace with with physicality, you've got an end product, then you're going places, aren't you? And that that lad's got that, and now he's starting to score as well, which is fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. Just needs, just needs to a bolt so, on, a bolt on of um, of decision making and shooting, and he's a top top striker. But that will come, I'm sure of it. Uh, I think we forget, Patch, don't we? That 
yes, he's not he's not a kid, um, but he's still young. But he's still really young in terms of playing football at this level. Mm. Um, and to have had the season he's had this year, it's quite late it, to the party, wasn't he? It, yeah, he was. He was, and and it it bodes really really well. And like and like Dean said, to have the the pace and now the physicality as well. The bit for me today was that that was against a fullback that we rumoured apparently to very nearly sign on transfer deadline. Christ, yeah. am I glad we never, because he was utter rubbish, wasn't he? Well, and especially in a swap deal with Masengo, who was... Yeah, uh, he you was know, utter a, rubbish, yeah. A, a great performer for us today. Um, yeah. So on the on the uh, Blues Focus podcast, they warned us about Bella, um, who, you know, he did, did, did get some joy. Um, but on the eighth minute, he actually was a throw on goal. <laughs> and I think he actually shot, but it turned into a cross. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it found Hogan and, and he hit the post. So there were a couple of threats earlier on, Matt, weren't there, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was a dreadful shot, wasn't it? And and lucky, I guess, that Hogan followed in and was stretching. Um, Callas sort of put a challenge in there. Um, meant that sort of Hogan, you know, couldn't couldn't get a, a proper sort of full connection on it. I was a little bit perturbed how much room Bella had because it was just a long punt, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and it's something I I I can see Nigel Pearson sorting out. Um, but for the last however many years, certainly since Lee Johnson was in charge, our fullbacks have a habit of coming really far inside and then leaving the wide men of the opposition so much room. And I just couldn't believe that Bella had that that kind of room. Um, but yeah, I mean, dread, dreadful shot. Um, yeah. He's probably better at crossing than he is shooting. Well, that's probably what he was thinking. Yeah, He's programmed to cross rather than shoot. <laughs> um, 16th minute, there was a great burst out of defence from Semenyo, one of one of a number throughout the game. But um, it was one of those ones again where it sort of came to nothing, Dean, but uh, it, just the, the intent was there. I thought uh, the, the tempo they started off with today. We've often talked about tempo and starting at a pace. I thought today they were they were they were up for it, and certainly Semenya was driving that as well. Um, going back to the to the to their chances, you were you were mentioning it was that it was that typical kind of city first ten minutes, wasn't it? Please don't let them score first. Yeah, uh, and they they you know I think it was it was end to end. It looked like obviously we had our chances. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to the fullbacks and their roles going forward. But again, it's that it's that ability for teams to attack us wide and to be able to get crosses in. And we'll come to the Hogan chance in a minute. Um, but I just thought, you know, can we just keep it a bit tighter? Can we can we at least pin their wide bend down? Twenty second minute, uh, Palmer wins the ball from Pedersen on the touchline, which he had no almost no right to win that and keep it in play. It was a fantastic tackle, um, and then to keep it in play, he crossed it. He put it across to Semenyo, and Semenyo wins a free kick. Um, and it was one of those one of those sort of Chris Martin win <laughs> wins of a free kick, where uh, Semenyo is obviously adding that to his game, which is great to see. Yeah, he got sort of um, pushed straight in the back. I mean. The, the the challenge from Palmer um, and Rennie Gilmartin said it a few times, but you know p- people need to watch that and realise Palmer isn't just that creative player. He he really puts a shift in. And for me today, he I'd love to see the ground he covered um, mm. because I thought his effort today. My only um, slight criticism of, of Antoine, and, and you're right to call the the fact that he got the free kick and, and won it like he did. But actually, if his touch had been better. Famara, I think it was, or it may have been Cess, but I think it was Famara, was wide of him, unmarked, and and a, a better touch, and he's literally laying him in, you know, for a um, an opportunity. But you know, it's also in in some ways, it's it's good to see him 
buy that free kick a little bit um showing yeah. that that kind of nice absolutely uh, and from the free kick we've got high expectations haven't we especially in that position and we know that naki wells can hit the target i don't really know whether it was on target but it actually hit mariapa didn't yeah, it yeah it hit mariapa <laughs> yeah it was on target but it hit mariapa like you said they didn't pick up on that on on robin's tv did they but, no it's obviously difficult um, to see yeah. but it wasn't until that last replay that you saw it you comes off it, mariapa's yeah. neck yeah, but um, he should yeah. have done better with it. To be fair, <laughs> whether it would have actually troubled the keeper or not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dean, it probably you... would have. To be fair, the game that Edridge was playing, I think well, any shot would have troubled him. Yeah. yeah, Dean, you um, you referenced Hogan's chance in the 33rd minute where he hits the post again, and it was Bella with the cross. So they were they were still in the game in the 33 33rd minute. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought I thought. I mean, Hogan always seems to cause us problems. I mean, he certainly did at Ashton Gate. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know whether Thomas Callas would have been disappointed. I mean, he's not the biggest of strikers, but he certainly stole a march on him and got the header in, and we were lucky to get away with that. I mean, but then it's good movement in the box. Sometimes you've got to say that these, you know, top quality strikers, if they if they make that run across the defender, that's what they're paid for. Uh, we got away with it. We rode our luck, and um, yeah, as the rest is history, as they say, we, we went on and uh, got the lead. Again, though, Dean, it's another one where we allowed the cross to come in. Yeah. We didn't yeah. get tight, and and we we do desperately need to learn that. And I know Lee Williams, who sort of is a friend of the show and been on the pod, he, you know, he kind of references it every week. But you know, there was no pressure by Jack Hunt to close the ball down. And you're right, it was a great run across from from Hogan. Um, but we've got to stop stop that ball in, um, and then you're not you know you're not on the back foot, are you? No. It's one of the things, Matt, that I've 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 talked about. I mean, I half expected to come on here, perhaps, and we were looking at maybe a, another sort of uh, substandard performance. Mm. But I, I I do think going forward, I I think all successful Bristol City teams in recent years have had two solid fullbacks, yeah. and we can look at. That. And it has been our Achilles heel. Um, I know I know you, your thoughts on Jack Hunt. I mean, he's he's. You know, he's one of those players. I don't think he's going to take us to the next level. And our left-back slot, of course, has, has, has troubled us all year. But I, regardless of the personnel, surely that's a be, one of the basic basics of being a fullback. You, 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 you know, you're told to try and stop the cross, certainly on the player's stronger foot. Put him yeah. on the weaker you know, put him on the outside or inside. And, and then if they put in a worldy cross, that's fine. But it's too easy, isn't it? We're giving our central defenders a, and, and Bents as well a decision every time, aren't we? Yeah, completely. Mm. Okay, so the the, uh, the first goal came on the 36th minute and it was Casey Palmer. Um, I, I couldn't see whether it was an assist, but I think it was an interception or a closing down. But he, he got the ball and he broke and he still had plenty to do, plenty of ground to cover, but he finished it so well, Matt, didn't he? You are the love of my life, oh, Casey Palmer. <laughs> Keep yeah. going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Again, TV-wise, you could, and I was looking for the replays to kind of see how did the the actual start of the move come about um, because it almost seemed, and I, and I kind of thought, have I have I missed something? Have I blinked or have I, you know, zoned mm. out? Because he's through on goal. It's the first time you almost see it. But yeah. the finish was just utter quality. And I, I half expected the the old, was it Bebeto, the Brazilian? Well, it did happen. The old baby. It, it did, it, 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 did so happen. I didn't see it on the replay. They cut away just as they did uh, it. They, they right. went to like Nigel Pearson or something in the dugout. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I didn't spot typical. that at all. But it was a, a brilliant finish. And, you know, again, he's, he's 
<laughs> my, my bruv's like me, he absolutely loves Casey Power and he phoned me as he scored and, and both of us said the same thing. How has that man not been featuring in this team throughout this season mm. when he's been given now a run of games and he's got a manager in Pearson who trusts him clearly because it's another game that he's played the full 90 minutes for. Um, and yeah, it was just an absolute top draw finish. Um, if Wells or Famara had been finished, well, in fact, Famara couldn't finish like that. And I don't mean that to sound disparagingly on Famara, but I don't think he could. It was just a perfect finish, wasn't it? And I mean, reward for his play. Yeah. At one point, Dean, we 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 half expected to never see Casey Palmer in a, in a City shirt again. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, and I and to be quite honest, guys, I don't think Casey Palmer expected to mm. ever wear the red of Bristol City again. Am I right in saying that he actually moved to Swansea? I think he had this baby in Swansea. He definitely had the baby in um, Swansea, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking that earlier, guys. I mean, you think about that. You're loaned to a club that, that have shown you in, shown interest before. I think I think the guy had, had moved on in his head. So for him to come back, you know, having moved his family and, you know, given all the difficulties at, at Bristol City, not given the chance, for him to come back and buckle down like he has done, you know, some people have questioned his attitude, whatever. I think I think it's uh, all power to the guy. Um, whether he's still trying to prove something, I don't know. But surely now he's he's got he's he's had a run of of, of matches, and um, as I said, he is our creative spark. He does offer us something, and as long as you've got people in in, in around him who understand how he plays, I think he's 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 a for me he's a he's a must starter at the moment on the form he's playing in. Mm. Hopefully he'll be moving back to Bristol very it's soon. Hopes. <laughs> it's, his it's his attitude though, Dean. Like you've you've said it there. You you could not question that bloke's attitude in the last, well, probably since Pearson's come. His work rate. I mean, there was one tackle um in the second half that he made on the edge of the box where you're thinking my heart was in my mouth a little bit, you know, could he have given a pen? But you know, the, the work rate of the bloke today, and then you add that to the quality. And before his goal, he probably had two or three moments where it was great movement, great opening up in, and sort of striding forward. And just that final ball, he didn't quite mm. find it as he intended. There was one that was a little bit akin to kind of the Tommy Rowe one that he did a couple of seasons back. Um, but yeah, well, you know, I could talk about Casey Palmer all day. I absolutely love the bloke. I think he's top, top drawer. Okay, um, so halftime came, one nil up. We had a halftime summary from Chris on Twitter. All in all, a decent half, pressing really well and turning a lot of ball over. A goal was a great example of what a beautiful and what a beautiful finish from Casey Palmer. Still a little wasteful at times, but really don't think the pitch is helping. Looks like we dodged a bullet, not getting Pedersen. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more than the bullet. Yeah, especially losing uh, Masengo the other way yeah. would be a, a tragedy. Um, yeah. Right, okay, into the 50th minute, uh, second half, Masengo battling well. There was a lot of a lot of times today where I thought Masengo was back to what we know is his best, um, and he was really battling well. You just fancied him to always retain the ball, Matt, didn't you? Yeah, he's got this habit, hasn't he, as well, where when it looks like he's getting away from him, he still somehow, you know, controls it and, and his body shape. He's, he's obviously, you know, he's bulked up a little bit physically. Um, he's stronger, but he's another one that if he gets a run of games, he's going to get better. Um, and you, you look at it and you think, you know, Zach Viner, who's been brilliant in there and has filled in really well, but isn't a central midfielder. Masengo now, the performance he's put in today, he keeps the shirt for the next game, irrespective of who's back. But you also have to say, you know, and we've, <laughs> I've certainly been disparaging one, but I think most City fans have. Henry Lansbury today, the, the two of them 
I mean, Rennie Gill Martin kept saying, but they dovetailed brilliantly. I think he kept referring to it as the pivot point. Mm. But the way that they were playing today, and yeah, I, I thought, um, well, I, I, it, it was, take Palmer out of that team, it was a man of the match performance from Masengo. I thought yeah. he was superb today. Absolutely. And from that battling as well, yeah. um, the ball fell to Semenyo, who set off down the left wing and cut inside and oh, you know almost got through but but still won a corner and and, and Dean another another example of of, of something that that, that Semenyo offers us is is that is that breakaway gaining yards uh, and winning corners yeah not only that of course he cut across the defender doesn't he i mean we're yeah. all taught to do that as strikers you know get across the 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 defender but to to do that with the pace and retain the control i almost thought I almost thought he'd run it out of play, but I was so mm. delighted when he can, you know, when the defender conceded the corner because he was in. Um, mm. And uh, as I say, we, we, you know, I think um, I remember, I remember, you know, watching him come on against Derby and obviously that, you know, getting sent off. And I just couldn't see a future for the guy. And uh, and you know, rival podcasts have called, you know, they've gloried, they've gloried Semenyo and whatever. And I think more tongue in cheek than anything, but the transformation of the kid is unbelievable. I um, in this season and I'm so delighted. I mean, you know, the Semenyo finish, we're calling it now, but just to get, just to get goals and, and, and actually, um, you know, they're, they're great strikers goals to run down clearances and to get the goals. He deserves all the luck really. Um, but they, they just couldn't handle him. As I said, it's physicality as well. He looks, he, I don't know. He, he looks like he's still growing. I mean, every, every game, he looks like he's kind of bigger and bulkier and, but, but also he's, he's got an incredible sort of turn of pace. Um, no, I just, I, I think the only good thing about him not scoring uh, many goals this season is we are likely to see him with us for a season or two more. Put it like that. <laughs> That's a good point. Patch, do you, do you, th- do you think he knows how good a player he could be? Um, I think he's got that look about him that he he's not not arrogant, but I think he does. I think he I think yeah. he does. Um, I think he feels like he does, and and he just needs that you know that example, that training uh, to 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 add those extra knobs and whistles to his game. I think he I think he knows he's going to be a good player. Yeah, I I don't. I I genuinely think that. Now having someone like Nigel Pearson in his ear telling him, um, I think you've you've seen levels that he's he stepped up today in particular. Like Dean said, he was doing things today, you know, cutting across the player and and not. Did we see a single rash Semenyo shot today? And he had plenty of ball, but we didn't, did we? He, he was much more composed with what he was doing on it. And yeah, I I, I think he could be as as Dean's just said. You know, the fact yeah. that he's not scored the goals hopefully means we get a, a player next season who's, you know, two times the player he is this season. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. Um, here's something I'm not going to say very often. Uh, a defence-splitting pass from Thomas Callas. That <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. was in the 56th minute to, to Wells, who who won't want to see the result <laughs> yeah. again. Um, and it just shows that, you know, Naki Wells is an established championship striker. Semenyo obviously looks at that sees him sort of take a swing or take a touch and it goes out mm. of play, but you know, everyone's human and, 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 and it's going to happen now and again. I think but the, the pitch again today though was yeah. so bad, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah I'll, I'll allow Naki and say that. Let's, uh, let's focus on the pass though from Calais. Yeah. <laughs> it was good though, wasn't it? And and I think again, Gil Martin said it, that, you know, if he, if he brought that into his game, how, how much would he be worth? But um, it's something I commented on during the game. You know, Mariapa got the ball a number of times and it's like, oh, oh, crikey, what do I do here? Oh, I don't, I don't really want to. And to be fair to him, it might be that he doesn't just want to hoof it or waste it. But 
you need your centre halves bringing the ball out and playing those passes. In yeah, it was. I mean, it was a it was a, a really good ball, wasn't it, from him? In, and Naki will be disappointed with his uh, his control there. Okay, sixty first minute, Dean uh, two 0 a great closing down once again on the keeper after a dodgy back pass, and it's Semenyo again with a, with with that closing down, and and it's going to be called the Semenyo goal, I think, going forward. Uh, two league goals this season, both from rebounds off the keeper. And I tell you what, the touch couldn't have been better, wouldn't it? When I looked at look at it back, it could have gone anywhere, but he it, almost like he. Uh, you know, he cushioned it into where he wanted it to go. I mean, I'm sure I'm imagining that. But those kind of chances, like I said, it rewards hard work. And how many times do you chase down the goalie and they just dribble it around you or just boot it out? And I thought, I thought, yeah, I was delighted with that totally. I thought it was, um, you know, it was reward for, for hard work because at the end of the day, that's going to breed confidence in the lad as well. We were starting to talk about this, you know, this gold drought, certainly in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought it was, I just thought it was synonymous with the whole, team the whole team ethic I thought you know the press was there today they all seem to move up we've talked in the past about the 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 huge gap between the forwards and the midfield and midfield and defense today today it looked more compact um certainly in the second half I think Rennie Gore Martin actually said it he he said it was a good defensive shape that allowed us to build that second half to performance because let's face it the first half we were still a bit open we were letting the crosses coming in but um I think I think you know perhaps that's that's Pearson saying to to the certainly the forward players you know press as hard as you can when you get the opportunity and that's what paid off for him there yeah I just wanted to highlight on the 70th minute, there was, uh, again, great battling from Masengo, um, and the ball sort of came forward and it looked like it was going to a defender and you just saw Naki Wells did, come out of nowhere and, and win the ball. And I just thought that was great to see, Matt. Yeah, he didn't have his, his best of games in front of goal or touch, but his work rate again today. Um, and, when you know, I was interested when he came off... Um, and it's quite funny, <laughs> Rennie Gill might in reference in the fact that he's got a touch of Tourette's about him. When, I saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's something you, you should be saying. But um, but I, I just love the fact that when he came off, Nigel Pearson sort of grabbed hold of him and you could see him sort of saying to him, you know, that's what I expect. Mm. And if you've got a player like Naki Wells putting a shift in like that and he was tackling back, like Dean said, in his own box. Um, yes, we, we talk about patch. We want Naki Wells playing down the middle. But when you set up in a shape like that, he needs to perform. And, and he would have had opportunities today as well in front of goal mm. if his touch had been better. So it's not like he's out of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought his work rate was phenomenal today. Yeah, and it was shortly after that that he actually came off. But it was great yeah. to see Callum O'Dowda come on. And literally within yeah. 30 seconds, it's 3-0 and it's Callum O'Dowda. It was a, a lovely chest down from Fami into the path of Palmer who threaded the ball through to Callum O'Dowda and he still had plenty to do, but finished 3-0. What, what, a, great, what a great return for that one, Matt. Brilliant finish. Um, you know, just in terms of his movement and again, the ball from Casey Palmer it is just... He doesn't, all the pace is on it. Callum O'Dowd knows he's just got to get there and just beat the keeper and, and basically roll it into the net. But you've also still got to make that move. And great, great confidence for him. Um, and, you know, to see him sort of going in the corner and waving at all the players to come and join him sort of thing. But yeah, good move. Famara's good control. Um, and yeah, you know, as I say, it, it's it's a ball that I think there's very few in the City team that, that play it at that kind of pace and, and unlocking it like that. Um, but make no bones about it, this is a poor Birmingham side. 
Um, you know, we 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 should have been beating them comfortably today. Yeah. Um, but you've got to take the chances, and, and we did, didn't we? So can only play what's in front of you exactly. Uh, and, yeah. and, and and Dean, your your thoughts on that goal, and and particularly Jiju's sort of chest into the into the path of Palmer. I thought it was a quiet game for Jiju today. Yeah, it was. It's. I mean, it's difficult playing up front on your own away from home, isn't it? I mean, he, he put himself about. Um, yeah, some it was. It was almost extreme. Some of the times, you know, he let the ball kind of go away. From other times, he, he it stuck. I thought. I thought that was. You know, it was a sublime move. And as you said, Casey Palmer's through ball. Um, it was. It was interesting though because I've got a good friend of mine, Alan, staying with us tonight, and he's a big Republic of Ireland fan. And uh, he's he's always said to me, oh, Callum O'Dowda, what do you see in him? He does nothing for Ireland. And <laughs> just as he arrived, I said, guess who's just scored with his first touch? So I think that... <laughs> but he, he, what I liked about O'Dowda, he looked like he hadn't been away. I mean, of, of the, yeah. Yeah, it was the cameos from the other two, but he came on and he was full of, full of running um, and full of drive and stuff. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been critical of him in the past. I think he's, he's probably one of our potentially best players at the club and he doesn't do it enough. But we've seen when he is on his game, um, you know, again, he's unplayable. And I think um, I hopefully under Nigel Pearson that he can he can go on. But yeah, it was a great it was a great finish, cool finish. I mean, coming on, you're off the pace and to, to have the composure just to put it under the goalie. I thought it was a, it was a good finish. Yeah. And and literally again seconds later he he's involved. Um it was a great 40 yard diag from uh from from Jack Matt Hunt, Withers friend Jack do, Hunt. Do you know what? I I actually thought Hunt played really well today. I, you know, I said he got to stop the crosses, but I thought some of his passing in those that diag, yeah, I thought he was um one yeah. of his best games for me today. Yeah. And it lands to Callum. Callum controls it well. Squares to Palmer and you think 4-0, but uh the keeper had other had other thoughts unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a scuffer, wasn't it? I don't think yeah. he caught it is is clean. Maybe he was being a bit too deliberate. Um, yeah. I will say as well that, that friend of the show um, Suts had uh, Callum O'Dowd to score in City to win three 0 at twenty five to one. So oh, I think geez. he's uh, he's tweeted drinks are on him tonight. So yeah, well, I'll be round <laughs> shortly, Colin. Uh, thanks for that. Eightieth um, minute, uh, Liam Walsh returns. That was that was a fantastic <laughs> moment just to see him coming on it was uh you know he's been out all season he's he was going to come back to the team and the, the team was going to be built around him almost wasn't it and, and he finally returns um with Lansbury coming off so Matt what what a great sight that was well you know you, you you and Dean talked earlier on about we didn't know we'd see Casey Palmer in a City shirt again I I genuinely didn't think that we would see Liam Walsh and it's interesting again uh, uh another City podcast in a a regular on Radio Bristol said that Liam Walsh, you know, wouldn't be back fit and wouldn't be playing again. Um, and he's, you know, he's proved us wrong. And, and he just showed in those 10 minutes, just his movement and the little body sort of sways that he does and his control on the ball. It, it could be, a, you know, a, a big, what is it? 11 games left to go, 10, 11 games. It could be a big 10 games in terms of what Liam Walsh does in the summer with Bristol City. Because if he features and performs... And the noise that Gregor was sort of saying is that you know the club are very confident of him signing a contract. Could be a massive player for us next season. And and what I like about the next sort of 10, 11 games, whatever it is, you know, we're we're not going up, we're not going down. Um there's lots of competition, isn't there? There's players yeah. coming back. There's lots of people vying for to impress Nigel Pearson, um, vying for deals as well. Yeah. Uh so you know. 
there, there, there isn't, you know, you're arguably nothing to play for, but there is in the, it's the future, it's next season, we're building towards next season, next season with Nigel Pearson, we have every chance of getting into the playoffs um, and having a great season. Um, so yeah, it's, it's plenty to play for, isn't there, Matt? Yeah, there is. And, and I, I noticed, or what I noticed today was this seemed like a team today. They all seem to be playing for each other. You know, the way that they were, you know, there was one point with Famaro Semenyo in the first half where, you know, somebody's sort of patting him on the back and giving it well done. And we've not seen enough of that this season. Um, and it just reminded me, you know, the good days under Steve Cottrell, you had that group of players that were all mates and all got on. If you can form that and you have that band of brotherhood as such, then that takes you a long way. And I think Joe Williams is big mates with Liam Walsh. You know, we, we got some proper ballers in the team as well. They, you know, you, you have to say Norwich, Brentford, Swansea, really good footballing teams. If we can get that and we add the physicality as well, there's absolutely, like you've said, Pax, there's no reason why we shouldn't be mm. challenging far more next season. And bear in mind, we've challenged this season. It's only really that run of games yeah. that we dropped out, but it's only what, I don't know, six weeks ago where we were still in the hunt for a playoff place. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then a the final substitution, another return. Uh, Marley Watkins coming on for Zizou. And f- he had a good run around for a, a good sort of five to eight minutes um, and got a few, won a few corners and and, and looked up for it. Uh, so, yeah, it was great to see Marley back as well. Um, but that was it, 3-0. Um, we had a, a couple of tweets coming through. Nigel Mitchell, our most complete game of the season. Okay, Birmingham were poor, but you can only put the team in front of you. Obviously, we I think we've said that. Um, thank you, Nigel. Uh, Julian Haynes, vastly improved performance today and actually enjoyable to watch. Palmer outstanding. First goal was crucial and a clean sheet too. Uh, Dean, just uh, summarise your thoughts at the end of that game for us. Yeah, as I said, it was um, it was much needed. I think uh, we, after after obviously the euphoria of um, you know Middlesbrough away and then Swansea. I mean, we, if we look back, Swansea, we really did. Uh, we really we were lucky that day. I mean, we got a result, but we thought this was the new manager bounce, and then we were brought back down to earth with 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 well, not so much Bournemouth, but Bournemouth was a little bit disappointing. But certainly the QPR game, I thought that was a real reality check for us all, and and it gave gave uh, Nigel the opportunity to see what he has to do. Um, but today, I thought there was a team that knew their plan. They knew what they were doing. They started at a tempo. Yeah, we've we've got frailties, um, certainly. We've mentioned the fullback positions and, and you know perhaps letting crosses coming in. But we, we rode our luck a little bit. And I thought we were, yeah, certainly good value. As Matt said, it was a poor Birmingham side. But they did a job on us not that long ago at Ashton Gate. And I think it's you can see a difference difference in the spirit in the squad but like you rightly said patch i think the the key now i think this is a massive sort of 10 10 or 11 games for us now because you've got players out of contract and for me i'm i'm fast i'm going to be fascinated to see who he wants to keep on well, i mean that's assuming he stays on of course i mean i hope that's the case but who 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 stays on and who he's going to feature in these next few games and by the looks of it he's going to give everybody a go in in competitive action even the youngsters as well which is fantastic so for fans this will be even though perhaps the season's going to peter out for us it's going to be interesting because we can see what's going to happen next year yeah all competing 
Um, Matt, I'll come to you in a second. I'm just going to read a, um, a tweet from from Rob, who usually does our halftime summarise, but uh, he's done a, fi- a full-time one. Uh, really comprehensive team performance in the end, and we've got stronger and stronger, tightening up our control on the game. Great to see the lads coming back off the bench. All showed up well. You'd have to say, though, in a 4-3-3, which looks much more balanced, Wells is going to have to find a way to thrive in a left-handed, left-hand-sided role now. Callum is back, uh, who is uh, much more of a natural fit lots of selfless and effective games from the likes of Han Noah Maps Callas and Lansbury who were barely noticeable which is a good thing spot on yeah spot on um as I say I thought with Naki he was a little bit unlucky that his touch a couple of times um the pitch probably didn't help him but yeah he's, he's absolutely right and that's that's what you want you want competition he needs to know he's got to play but but also if he's starting on the bench then he's maybe an option for Famara Famara's not working out or he can play sort of right um and you know you 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 called it Pat and it's, it would be remiss of me not to say it because I have been again disparaging probably most players I have been at some time but Marley Watkins I've said would never be anywhere near my team and would never you know is I don't think he's good enough in, and I'm not going to say on 10 minutes I changed my opinion of him but credit where credit's due he came on looked really lively and we commented about, I think the commentator on Sky did someone say it was dynamic and quick or something um he did come on and, and he, he ran about and and put himself about didn't he so it's you know I'm, he's I'm playing him. for his future more, well, he is. more than anyone really yeah he really is and so and that's what you want to see but then you also look at it and think you know you should be doing that anyway and that's that's for me the Pearson factor mm. he will get players performing at the level like we've seen with Casey Palmer we've not seen Casey Palmer put in that shift at any stage of his Bristol City career since he's been here mm-hmm. um, and I expect the same of Callum O'Dowda I think Nigel Pearson will make him a better player um, and it's it's critical that we keep hold of Nigel Pearson and I, I think we will I think he wants to stay yeah okay Cool. All right. We've got Blackburn away on Wednesday. We've got um, Joe Joyce from the Bristol Bears joining us for that one. So looking forward to catching up with him. Uh, Dean, just before we let you go, how's how's life in South Africa treating you? Well, I, I showed you my sunset earlier, guys. So we have got sun here and it was 32 degrees, I think, earlier. So I won't rub that in. So, no, we're still enjoying sort of a late summer. Um, no, it's fine. Everybody's everybody's happy and healthy. Thankfully, uh, I've been following news news at home of, uh, of of you know. Hopefully, you guys being able to get back to live events and stuff like that and normality. Here, I must admit, we you know we've got a bit more space. So people, despite despite all the all the all the talk of a South African strain, it's been quite a it's been quite a um, it's, it's been a, it's been quite okay actually to be quite honest but uh, as I said that made me feel a lot better today I must admit it was nice to see it was nice to see a city team playing for each other I mean the one thing I was thinking about um going back to to next season and I know we've mentioned it before but is is perhaps a lack of lack of characters and leadership in the team I think Nigel Pearson's the man to actually instill that yeah. um we've mentioned it before today wasn't the case in point but certainly in the last game I know you mentioned it um, Matt. Uh, we haven't got enough players who, who you know, get in the, the ref of the year, ref of yeah. the year, the year of the ref, and uh, and do that kind of side of it. And I just think listening to your wonderful chat with uh, Gary Hours and Rob Edwards, I really enjoyed that patch. By the way, Thank both you. of those lads, both of those lads were alluding to successful teams that had those kind of characters in. Yeah. Um, and and I and I that's my only that's my only 
question mark. I think we've got some great footballers. We've got some pretty ballers, as, as we say, but not 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 somebody who's going to stamp the authority on the game. And I just think that is what we need if we're going to go to the next level. But I think I think Nigel Pearson will will certainly recognise that. Brilliant. And before I let you go, Matt, you uh, have you got some player ratings for us? I will do. Yeah, and I, I just want to say as well that, that Dean sends a um, a picture every week on a Friday um, to a, a lot of people on Twitter, and it's a real joy at some of the the sort of photos we get to see of, of Dean's homeland. And uh, yeah, so it always always brightens at the start of the weekend for me that Friday. You have the Friday feeling, and uh, that certainly helps. So thanks for that, Dean. And it expl- Twitter explodes at that it point, does. doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> right, scores. Um, so Dan, Dan Bentley, it's, it's got to be a six, but because he just didn't have anything to do, really, did he? Um, so I can't can't go above that. He didn't do anything wrong, but it's a six. Um, Jack Hunt and, and Sessignon I'll do sort of together. I thought both did quite well. Um, I thought Jack Hunt p- played a number of really good balls forward. Um, so again, Put your glass down, patch, in case you fall off. But I'm giving Jack Hunt a seven. And I'm going to give Sess a seven as well. I thought he was sort of getting forward. Um, what I liked as well is that, and, and Rennie Gilmartin referenced it a few times, but they they both, Jack Hunt probably does it all the time anyway, takes ages with his throws. But Sessignon seemed to be doing it more deliberate. And, and you know, our game, gamesmanship today seemed to be that much better, didn't it? So yeah. Um, the two centre-backs, yes, Hogan got in front. Um, for a couple of chances, but nothing else at all. So again, I'm, I'm going to go two eights for both Callas and Mariapa because I thought they looked really, really solid. Didn't get carved open through the middle at all. Um, really good. Uh, midfield, Lansbury, I'm going, I've been critical of him as well. And, um, you know, it's difficult. If you you win 3-0 away from home, you've got a, you know, if I'm, if I'm not going to give scores on that, so I'm giving Lansbury an eight. Um, I'm giving Han Noah an eight, but with an asterisk to say he was my man of the match if it hadn't have been for Casey Palmer. And then Casey Palmer, I'm giving a nine because I think the the goal, um, the assist and his work rate, um, I thought was fantastic today. Um, so, yeah. Just on Lansbury, an eight. I don't know what I do. I'll, I'll defer to Dean as well, but there are still a few passes that went astray for me. Um, and I, I understand what you're saying in terms of the interlink and the, the relationship that he had with, with Masenko, but I just, for me, an eight just seems too, too high, but I will defer to Dean. I've, I've never heard Matt like this. Is he I, know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I'm sat here thinking, I'm just thinking I've given him. He's I've not even drinking him. either. I've, I've, I've sat here with three, three points of Guinness. <laughs> And he's, he's sat there drinking. I think I've given him threes and fours though. So yeah, maybe <laughs> I am a bit happy, but I agree in terms of it. And I'll let Dean speak and say, I, I agree in terms of he did a couple of tried his worlders again, but I thought when he settled down, I thought he played it simple, but yeah, I'll let Dean give the, the final on him. Uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be a grouch here, but I think, I think a seven is a fair one for him. I mean, given what, on, give, given what he's been doing in the past, um, I don't think he was, he was as effective as Masenga, probably not as eye catching, but again, he did he did the he did the, the the simple stuff and he did the hard work as well. I did um, like the professional foul as well that he did. That was uh, that was yeah, a nice touch. I think he's uh, I think he's got that edge to him as well. But yeah. I, I remember you know Lansbury coming to Ashton Gate with his you know with his showy showy kind of haircut and stuff, and he did he did stand out. Um, I remember when we first signed him. Do you remember on Twitter somebody got hold of me and said you've been Lansbury'd, yeah. and he was a 
I think he was a Forest fan who just said the the guy's the biggest fraud, at, you know, in, in professional football. Um, and you know, obviously, he's got the he's got he's, he's got the you know the wagon, all the style and whatever. But but today, I thought he he knuckled down and he did he, he did a job for us. And yeah. yeah, he has he has been he has been derided. I think unfairly actually on a number of occasions. And he's come into a team devoid of confidence. And today, I think uh, he he did a job. And uh, by the looks of it, Nigel Pearson's a fan. He keeps mm. talking about. I mean, he singles him out. So whether he's lining up a deal, I don't know. But today, yes, certainly he was. Uh, he was. He was worth his. He was worth his place. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go seven. I'll take that. Oh, bless you. And then um, the forward three. I'm going Naki. Um, his work rates a seven, but his touch let him down, so it probably takes him down to a six. But again, even that, I'm still not comfortable with it because I thought his his work rate was excellent. But I'll go six. Famara. Do I expect more from Fumar? I probably do, but I'm not going to score anyone below a six, but he's a six with an asterisk that he's just scraped it for me. Yeah. Um, and then Antoine, um, I'm going eight. And again, had it not been for the performances of, of Masengo and Palmer, um, I think he would have been talking himself into a, you know, man of the match type of a, approach because he was a proper handful. Um, mm-hmm. But, but all in all, you know, it's, Yes, yes, you've got to beat what's in front of you, but three nil away from home, and we've got a, we've got a decent record at St Andrews. Just need to do that. Need to do that at do. home now. Yeah, we do, <laughs> we do. And um, you, you look at that performance, do you think why why don't we? But I, I guess again, it's one of these things. Goals change games, don't they? They give you confidence. And had Hogan scored that first header, and it's one nil to them, they've got something to hold on to. You know, it's it's very different, isn't it? But you know, credit where credit's due. Um, the gaffer he had some big got, calls to make today didn't he with got, that midfield well yes he did I, I think certainly Tyreek Tyreek was a call does he bring Tyreek in or you know um, but you know he got it right I think he was cute with his media this week that we all kind of thought I don't think Callum Liam Marley are going to be anywhere near this sort of squad probably would they have been if Adam Nash and Zach Viner hadn't have had the concussions I don't know but he, he made the court. It's got to be an eight because three three nil away from home, um, and even arguably, you know, could it could it have been a nine? Um, probably not, just because of, of the, the the state of Birmingham, really. But um, yeah, b- big calls, and and I just I can't wait to see his interview. I I love listening to the bloke talk. I mean, it's funny on again other podcasts, people were sort of talking how he's very laboured in what he says and very measured. In yeah, absolutely, that's what I want. I want someone that. Says that how it is. Don't give you the BS, um, and you know what you're going to get with him. So yeah, great. Long, long well, long may it continue. Mm. Okay, um, just a quick reminder to take your phones out and retweet this episode on Twitter to enter into that prize draw for what is going to be an absolute classic hoodie. Um, Matt's really jealous about this one. Uh, Mum, so retweet. <laughs> So it's from the uh, the OR clothing that uh, that uh, Ollie was on earlier on promoting. Um, so do retweet this episode and we'll draw that on Wednesday. Uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, so Sunday, we've got the, the regular show, Three Peeps in a Podcast. Um, someone who is doing a, some great work for charity. So uh, please do check that one out and, and donate if you can. Um, and then obviously we'll be back on Wednesday, Matt, with uh, with the Blackburn game but uh coming up i'm just going to give a few little um 
a few little uh, teasers about what's coming up on Robin's Reunited because uh, really exciting. We've got um, signed so far for appearances, Lewis Carey, Junior Bent, Tony Thorpe, Brian Tinian, Matthews and Peacock, which will be an interesting one. Uh, Scotty, obviously, um, Andy Jordan and Alex Russell, and then a, a whole host of other ones that we've asked. And I just don't know when I'm going to fit them all in, but uh, it, it's it's really exciting to get those done. But but we've we've got actually a slightly different one coming up soon, and that's um, John Clayton and David Horseman, who were pivotal in the academy. So that's going to be a really interesting one, building on from what we've learned from Brian Tinian. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I will will just say to anybody um, who's not listened to those Robins Reunited, they are brilliant. Um, so, yeah, kudos again, Patch. And la- lastly, I just want to wish the Bristol City women's um, good luck for tomorrow um, in their cup final. Their, um, is it the Continental Tyres Cup final? Yeah. Um, again, me and Patch, were um, we, we spent some time with the, the Vixens podcast um, on Monday and I really really thoroughly enjoyed the City performance that night so it's you know I w- if I hadn't watched that game patch I don't think I'd have been saying to you I'll be looking yeah. at it tomorrow and watching Two it I will absolutely yeah BT, BT Sport. Sport I think Robins TV are commentating on it as well but I'll absolutely be watching it and, and I'd it's encourage a massive challenge for them isn't it huge them huge. being down the bottom on nine yep. points I think or maybe a few more now but uh, Chelsea on 41 I think it was yep. uh, be really interesting but, to see but, how yeah, they stack Good, good luck to the to the girls because uh, or the ladies because they were superb the other night and they should go into it with great confidence. Yeah, massive good luck to the Bristol City women's team uh, for tomorrow. And Dean, thank you very much for joining us. Any final thoughts from you? No, pleasure, guys. Yeah, no, I echo that. Any any uh, any win for Bristol City team is, is is welcome. And I was watching the highlights actually on Robins TV. There's some cracking goals against oh. Reading. I mean, there's some. I mean, brilliant finishes, to be quite honest. So, no, it's a one-off game. I hope they can uh, they can raise a game and do themselves justice tomorrow. I think that'll be great. And just remember, when you want us to win again, just invite me back on, OK? <laughs> well, well, we'll book you in for uh, every game next season and then we'll get promoted. Pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, keep, continue to like, share and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you again uh, on Wednesday. Take care.
face to face.